Coming up on this week's show, Christina tells us about some books she's excited about. Plus, we go to the movies. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knauss. Welcome to episode 88 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willknauss.com. This week's episode is sponsored in part by listeners just like you. We'll have more information on how you can help support this show in just a few moments. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Happy Pride. Pride is continuing uh, all across this country. And if you took part in one of several equality marches that went on across the country, I hope things went very well for you. Uh, We are... uh, we are recording this particular episode on Sunday, the day of the various marches. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are spending the day indoors. Woohoo! So, well, we're also, there's no equality march near us, but yeah. we're virtually with you guys. We've seen some great video from LA and DC today already. And it uh, looks like there's a lot of people out marching for equality, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Huh, I was in LA this week. Yeah, you were. I've been traveling all over the freaking place. Yeah. It's crazy. I did get to visit the Ripped Bodice this week. They had a lovely pride display up. Uh, Love B and Leah picked up a new book this week that they recommended to me, uh, which I'll talk about later uh, If once I get it read. Uh, had a great time there. Picked, I, I spent way too much money in the store because there was too many cool things to purchase. Mm-hmm. Went a little nuts. Yeah. Um, some cool news happened this week. Uh, first, that uh, I believe I'm going to make you talk to us a little bit about, because you know these things a little better than I do. For the first time ever, gay romance has a Kindle world. Yes, it does. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, Kindle worlds is essentially, hmm, it is uh, sanctioned and public, public, <laughs> I can't talk. Sanctioned and publicly allowed, perhaps. Yes, fan fiction. Now, uh, for quite some time, uh, Amazon has been publishing stories in their various Kindle worlds in which authors of all kinds can write in various properties. Uh, Some of those past Kindle world properties have included things like Gossip Girl and G.I. Joe and let me try and think of something else. Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries. Uh, plus, there are several uh, independent authors who have their own Kindle worlds. Uh, successful authors like Bella Andre have people writing in their romance worlds. And this week, it was announced that Felice Stevens is going to be launching her own Kindle world. Which is just amazing. It's yeah. They're connected to her series, Memories of the Heart, and The Breakfast Club. And um, these worlds are going to be kicking off on June 22nd. And among the authors that Felice has already announced being in the world are S.C. Wayne, uh, Jenna Kendrick, and Kelly Jensen. Which is, it's just spectacular that it's it's branched out this way. You can get more details uh, and see what Felice is writing about this on over at uh, Café Risqué. Uh, she's already listed out uh, three of the first books from those authors and shows off the very gorgeous covers for those. And she'll be unveiling some more in the days leading up to June 22nd. So you can check out that Cafe Risqué link over in the show notes. Cool. It's very exciting seeing mm-hmm. this branch out this way. Uh, we also want to congratulate Eastsiders. 
their Kickstarter, which, you know, we were kind of really noisy about, uh, made over $80,000. So they actually got past their initial goal of 60K and accomplished two of their stretch goals so that there'll be two more episodes out. Plus, Kit's going to release his road diaries uh, from that massive road trip that they took from New York to uh, L.A. I still can't believe they did that. That's just crazy town. <laughs> uh, they also in the, announced uh, in the past few days that episodes one through four are going to make their premiere at Outfest in L.A. That's the Los Angeles LGBT Film Festival that actually runs July 6th through the 16th. Uh, they'll be at Outfest on Saturday, July 15th. And if you're in the L.A. area or want to go check out all those things, tickets go on sale to the general public Monday, July 12th, and you can get full details at outfest.org. Awesome. Congratulations to them. Um, let's thank our newest patrons. Let's do that. Uh, very big thank you to our newest patrons, Reese, Karen, Michaela, and Emily. Yay! Thank you for joining us. You can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon for as little as 25 cents an episode. Your pledge helps pay the cost of producing and distributing this podcast. And for those fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, you'll have the exclusive opportunity to ask questions of our future upcoming guests. Yes. Now, if you're a patron, we'd like to send you a very special Pride Month thank you note. So, uh, if you can... Just take a few moments, uh, head on over to Patreon and uh, send us a private message with your snail mail mailing address, yes. and we'll send you a little something, something special for Pride Month. Yes. Um, a quick note, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't have to send us your address if you don't want to. Uh, if you do send us your address, uh, we are the only ones who will ever see it. That's we, right. We will not share this mailing list with anybody else. Um, so... Uh, once again, if you'd like a special Pride Month thank you from the two of us, head on over to Patreon and, uh, uh, uh just leave us a private message. I left a post okay. uh, in our feed to tell people kind of how to find it because the private message link is a touch hidden, just a little <laughs> bit. So there's a post over there that'll kind of give you the details on how to do that. Fantastic. Uh, thanks to everyone who helped us meet our monthly goal for the month of May. We are going to be recording a bonus episode, and it'll premiere on Tuesday, June 13th. And that is available, of course, via our patron. Patreon, uh, especially for our patrons. There that's, you go. That's what I meant. Let's, say. Just, let's say all these P words all at the same time oh, in media. Peter Parker picked a peckle. <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway, so you can get details on becoming a patron at patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash biggayfictionpodcast. Well done. Uh, recently, I caught up with one of our contributors, Christina, from Christina's Bookshelf. She is, of course, very excited for the summer reading season, as, as any, many of us are. Um, and she's got some books she's going to tell us about that she is super excited to be reading. I'm very excited to welcome back to the podcast Christina from Christina's Bookshelf. Welcome back. Happy summer. Well, almost summer anyway. Close enough. Close enough. It's only about 10 days away as this podcast comes out. <laughs> So what have you got for our listeners in terms of some summertime reading recommendations? I got one book that's kind of, um, it's going to be very emotional and I've been disturbed, but like in the best way. So it's called Shadows on My Soul by um, Lee Jarrett. And she used to help run uh, Queer Centric Books. So when she was like, do you want to do this? I was like, yes. And I read 
the first four chapters and I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to be one of those that I'm, it's already like affected my life. I love the title. The title just almost says so much. Right. That it's going to be intense. It's not going to be lighthearted in any way, shape or form. So you have Justin and Derek who have been like best friends since high school. And now they run a construction business together. And one has had a huge crush on the other for since the moment they met, essentially. And um, the other is just kind of like sowing his wild oats for the rest of his life. Like he has no plans on settling down until they're all out camping with uh, one of their friends. And um, Justin gets, I'm trying to word this properly. Justin gets sexually assaulted by somebody who's there with them. Oh my. And so he um, gets depressed and self harms. And so it's really, it's a story that Lee wanted to write and bring to the forefront that sexual assaults is also um, in a man's world. It's in the gay community. It's, it's essentially something that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when we, cause when we all think about it, we think women. And so she wanted to bring up to like the forefront of the line of, Hey, this happens to men too. And here's an example. And I'll send you the link for like the read for pride shirts and stuff right now. Like if you buy one and then I think for the first month, the book is out 75% of the proceeds go to a um, abuse charity. So it's kind of, it's not um, your summer high. I'm going to a beach and read, but it's definitely something that I think um, is going to touch people very deeply mm-hmm. and hopefully get um, some eyes open to the whole abuse and depression and self-harm just kind of like it's here we can't just scrape it under the rug we need to do something about this so and then the other two are more fun and kind of fancy free with a little bit of angst books so after you read that you can kind of cleanse your palate with these two i recently did a review it will be out before this airs but lace by casey wells I saw the book cover mm-hmm. and I just immediately fell in love. Like I was posting a review on Amazon. It was like, if you liked these, you like these. And usually I don't pay attention because my TBR is so long, but I saw the cover and I was just like, I do need you in my life and I'm going to buy you right now. And I put everything else to the side and like just sat down and read it in one go. Cause I don't know why, but men in panties just like girls in boy shorts are it's just like my thing and so that's what this was so you have sean and Derek who have been like best mates forever and sean's had a huge crush on Derek forever but he's like Derek's straight he'll never like me i need to move on and then Derek comes over and confesses that his girlfriend broke up with him because she caught him flirting with a man and he's bisexual. And then after his revelation, he just like bolts. And so it kind of leaves Sean like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, do I have a chance? Could we do something else? And then, um, Dave comes back over and he's like, let's hurry up, go. We have plans and stuff. And Sean's like, I'm doing my laundry. And he's like, let me help you with your laundry. And he opens the top drawer and there's like a bunch of panties. And he's like, Hmm, Whose are these? Are you bisexual too? And Sean's like, I'm very gay and they're mine. And so like from there, it starts like this whole very hot and heavy, very accepting. There's a little bit of 
angst because of some stuff later on, but it's the visuals that I had going on in my brain were just fantastic along with um, all the sexy times and just the story. Like I was absolutely in love with this. So I highly recommend Lace by Casey Wells if you're like me and you have like this little um, kink, fetish, whatever you want to call it. It was fantastic. Awesome. That's on our TBR here for me and Will. So, And it's like, oh, what's the name? Of, I, when I, I didn't even realize it was part of a series until I was making my notes off of uh, Goodreads. And it's a material world, number one. And when I was writing my notes, I was like, ah! And like my kids were like, "What are you squeeing about?" And I was just like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> just... And then this last one just came out today, I believe, and I haven't read it yet, but I probably will this weekend. But when I saw it, I completely fangirled and went crazy, like all over the place, and could not type fast enough to Dream Sparrow and say, "This book needs to be like on my Kindle yesterday." <laughs> um, it's Return of the Chauffeur's Son by Tara Lane. And it has, okay, you have Luca, who's kind of come home. He's wants to be a chef, own his own restaurant. And he's always had a thing for, like, um, the bad boy billionaire's son. And they kind of get to talking and stuff. And he never really noticed his uh, brother until he's come back. And it has this whole just kind of, like, Sabrina feel to it. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, a modern mm sabrina like i just could not stop fangirling over that whole concept and so in my mind i'm putting okay we have humphrey bogart and we have harrison ford who both played this part who do i want them to be with and then i just was like trying to make it work in my mind of okay how are we going to do this i just I think one of the reasons why I haven't just stopped and read it yet is because I'm having so much fun fantasizing. <laughs> and then, like, once I read it, I have to put, like, my fantasy aside and, like, because these are the words, but I can't stop dreaming. Like, I'm just like, mm, I need to read it, like I said, because it's out today. But I'm just having too much fun with the what ifs and, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like, the blurb just alone has me all sorts of giddy and excited and ready to just take it on but at the same time I'm just like I don't want to I don't want to give up you know because she's going to describe the characters and then it's probably not going to be who I've envisioned and I'm like right now I'm having fun watching these two fall in love and it's like I need to stop and I just need to read it and I'll probably enjoy the book a lot more than what my fantasy is procuring but <laughs> well Christina so. thank you so much for hanging out with us and giving us some book recs letting us know what's exciting you right now Thank you for having me. It's always an honor and a privilege. Want to hang out with us between shows? Check us out on Facebook. You never know what we might post. News about book sales, bonus video content, and maybe even a live broadcast or two. Like us today at facebook.com slash biggayfictionpodcast and see what we get up to next. So after a couple weeks where I didn't have books to talk about, I suddenly have two books to talk about because, you know, I traveled and so I read. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll kick off with something like Autumn. Uh, You know, I've been clicking through these J. Bell books uh, over the last couple months. They're so good. Uh, And I ended up crying twice on the planes because of J. this past week uh, because I hit certain points in these books. 
uh, all of a sudden. So something like Autumn is the story of Jace. Uh, we met Jace back in something like Summer. He was uh, Benjamin Bentley's boyfriend for quite a few years in that book. And this is Jace's story that goes back into his high school days, well before we get to meet him in something like Summer. Uh, we get to meet his first boyfriend, Victor, who was kind of a free spirit. Uh, ended up meeting Victor one night when Victor almost robbed him at the gas station he was working at. So that was an interesting way to meet your future boyfriend. Uh, Victor, very free spirit, uh, very challenging to Jace because Jace kind of lives in the straight and narrow world. And Victor lives by the lake in a little shanty that he built. Um, doesn't really comply to rules, dropped out of school. Um, doesn't really want to have a label on him. And yet Jace falls madly in love with this boy who you know doesn't really want to be nailed down. Um, a very interesting relationship, very not the norm of what we get to read uh, in, in young adult or new adult books. Uh, so I quite enjoyed that. Of course, we move into... Uh, the scenes that we know, or the time frame that we know when he's going out with Ben. And that was an interesting read to get all that from Jace's point of view, their ups and downs. Uh, of particular note in this book, uh, Jace is a flight attendant, and this book covers 9-11 uh, mm. when Jace was flying and ended up grounded because uh, he was flying that morning. And those scenes in particular kind of uh, pushed my buttons a little bit. And made me cry while I was on a plane at the time. Uh, so it was, very, it was very touching to see how Jay handled that. And I'll take a moment here. If you have not read something like Summer or Autumn, take a moment, jump forward two minutes, because I have to talk about this to the people who have. Um, I've never read a book in which first-person character who narrates dies. Jace dies uh, in something like Summer. So, of course, that's where something like Autumn just ends. Because he dies, and I was I was very impressed with how Jay dealt with this character, knowing he was getting ready to die from this aneurysm that he had. Uh, the way that it was written, the way that it was handled, uh, was pretty amazing. Because I wasn't really sure how you do it. I mean, I've written characters where I've knocked out my first person narrator, and that's one thing. But you know, to have them die is something completely else. So I was I was pretty impressed with that. And uh, I look forward to moving into something like, I think spring is next uh, in these sequence of books. So well done, Jay. Thank you for making me cry twice on planes. I'm sure my, my cope, my seat pet mark maids I really love that. Uh, I also had the pleasure to read over the past few days, uh, Coach's Challenge by Avon Gale. This is book five in the Scoring Chances series. Uh, this comes out from Dream Spinner on June 26th. Uh, and this one is the story of Coach Troy Callahan, who takes over the uh, Spitfires team after they uh, throw out their coach, uh, St. Savoy, who was so just mean and evil uh, in the prior books. Um, and he takes over. He ends up with a new recruit on his team, uh, Shane North, who is from a team in Sa from San Diego, who is looking to skate just one more season uh, before he retires. Uh, Troy and Shane are pretty amazing together. They have this initial hate relationship and they, they, they snipe at each other and they get angry with each other and that just makes them hot for each other. Uh, I haven't read a book quite like this where the two characters constantly bicker and yet find that to be the thing that makes them hot for each other. Uh, I love The more I read it, initially I was like, ooh, this is not, I'm not going to like this because they're scraping against each other so, so much. But 
I also just imagine Damon Swade saying, you know, that friction makes it all hotter. And these two have friction all the way through the book and it works oh so well for them. Uh, I loved it. I loved everything about this book. Um, in particular, with their ongoing um, friction with each other, when they truly have those moments where they get down to saying, I love you and let's spend our lives together and let's do this thing. Um, it's all the sweeter because they, they do take a moment to stop that friction and, and come together. Um, I really I enjoyed everything about it. Uh, the, the hockey action is good. The situation of getting the Spitfires back on track after a horrible coaching uh, relationship was really cool. And I loved uh, the big sticking point that Avon, Avon threw into this book. Um, so big thumbs up. If you're a fan of the Scoring Chances series, you're going to want to go get this on pre-order right away so it falls into your uh, appropriate reading device on june 26th uh avon we need xavier's book next just go throw that out there so i hope that's what you're going to do for scoring chances six if you've got one on your radar (laughs) now you also read this week i did uh i continued my little mini um ari mckay binge um we had them on the show not too long ago and i have raved about their books and i recently finished breaking bonds uh and um i'm gonna be raving about this one as well of course (laughs) you were raving to me earlier about it this week about how much you loved it (laughs) oh it's so good anyway so breaking bonds is the second book in their walker boys series this particular story concerns a celebrity chef a guy named liam He's got a bit of a temper, and a situation in New York has forced him to take some time off. So, he randomly chooses a resort in, I believe it's in uh, North Carolina, at the uh, uh, base of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So, he goes to this random resort, uh, and he eats at the um, hotel restaurant, uh, and it's absolutely abysmal. It, off- <laughs> it offends all of his chefly senses. So he goes back to the kitchen to ball out the the chef. Uh, and it's this poor guy who really doesn't know anything at all. Uh, and uh, Liam ends up meeting the owner of the resort, a guy named Carter. Carter has just gotten this resort remodeled uh, and back up and running, um, but he hasn't gotten the kitchen quite up to snuff. Uh, So they kind of make a pact that during his stay at the resort, Liam is going to help the chef, Rocky. He's going to help Rocky uh, basically teach him all the ropes so that the restaurant doesn't suck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's important at a resort. (laughs) And so, and so, uh, throughout the course of, uh, Liam's stay at the resort, he gets to know Carter, uh, a little bit better. Uh, Carter is struggling. He's thrown everything that he has into making this resort work. And if it doesn't, um, he's going to have to go crawling back to his parents, um, who've always wanted him to be a lawyer, to like join the family business. Uh, but that's not what he's interested in at all. He wants to make a go of this resort in the mountains because he uh, just loves it there so much. It's, it's his thing. He really feels like it's what he's meant to do. So um, they end up falling in love during Liam's uh, two-week stay. Uh, and as the end of his stay grows nearer, they 
realizes that they're, you know, from two different worlds. They both got their own commitments. Carter isn't going to leave, you know, this brand new resort to go back to New York with Liam. And Liam can't stay in North Carolina because he's got obligations. He's running a very successful and ultra fancy restaurant in New York City. And he's worked very hard to get to where he is. So, yeah. They got problems. Mm. They got issues. They got a whole bunch of love for one another. Um, and they both realize over the course of the story is that what other people think isn't as important as making your dreams a reality. Mm. So uh, they eventually do work everything out, uh, and they have their happy ending. So I really highly recommend Breaking Bonds. I fell in love with Carter and Liam. I think they're a terrific couple. Uh, two very smart, passionate guys uh, making it work. I liked it a lot. Cool. So besides the reading, uh, we kind of had a superhero palooza at the movies yesterday. Uh, one movie we actually went all the way to the theater to see, and then we watched one at home as well. I'm going to let you lead off with Wonder Woman, because you know Wonder Woman is your jam. And you've actually seen this twice now, because you saw it while I was away. Yep. In uh, L.A. last week as well. Yes, I did. I saw it twice so far, and I've loved it both times. I think it's a really, really good movie. That's all that's all he's doing. <laughs> this is all he's saying. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I am not uh, going to nerd out about this uh, and get into like nitty-gritty details about what they changed from this or how they didn't do that or whatever. I don't care. The fact is, is that they finally managed to make a good DC movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Wonder Woman is a perfect movie, but it is a really damn good one. Um, uh, I liked it a whole lot. Um, I think Gal Gadot is uh, not only beautiful, she's uh, exceptionally talented. I think when she's on screen, there is a, uh, a warmth and a strength and because essentially, you know, when she leaves Themyscira and goes to London to fight the war and all that other stuff, there's a sort of, uh, you know, from a storytelling standpoint, you know, it's classic fish out of water kind mm-hmm. of thing. She's learning to, to uh, manage in this new world. So there's sort of a, a really charming naivete that she plays with. Um, that I think is really, really nice. I think her chemistry with Chris Pine as uh, Steve Trevor uh, is exceptional. I think they're really great together. Uh, and I just really like this movie. It's really good. Yeah, I was I was impressed. As I, I totally agree with you that it's the best of the DC movies, uh, this current era of DC movies so far. Uh, she embodies what I would think Wonder Woman should be of that strong yet caring woman who will kick your ass if necessary and and she she does that really well um i had no qualms at all with the movie i was a little surprised that chris pine's character was drawn in a way that he would be so easy to allow a woman to 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 take charge if you will given that it's you know world war one but it also worked completely well for that movie um and to get her into the action uh, I look forward to seeing, hopefully, a Wonder Woman 2, because I'm not, having seen the Justice League trailer before Wonder Woman, I'm not convinced I need to see that movie, because it's a bunch of crap blowing up. 
But yeah, kudos to to Gal Gadot, 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 uh, for really making this character have a tremendous transition to the big screen, and to Patty Jenkins for directing such a fine film. Um, good job. I was pleased. Uh, the other movie we did yesterday was Captain America Civil War. Uh, we were a little late on that movie, so we were just picking that up on DVD. But I, I enjoyed that as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know why this wasn't really called an Avengers movie, because let's face it, they were all there except for Hulk and Thor. But uh, I like continu- seeing the continuing story of, of Cap and uh, Bucky as they try to put everything back together for Bucky's life, essentially, after he was so messed up so long ago. Um, and I continue to like the Avengers chemistry where they're out there trying to do stuff, but they're kind of having at least a fun banter about it as they do it. Plus, Tom Holland as Spider-Man uh, got me excited for the upcoming Spider-Man movie, which I guess is just a few weeks away, sometime early in July. Um, and I'm hoping that we don't have to do his origin story again, since we kind of already had that set up in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this movie uh, an awful lot. The two two guys who have been uh, working... I, for, I forget the name. The brothers. The the guys who've been working on the Captain America movies uh, always do a really good job juggling uh, so many elements. Um, the uh, extended Marvel universe has gotten really large. Mm-hmm. And um, it can get kind of messy as the last Avengers movie proves um if you don't have a really good grip on your storytelling elements uh can kind of get scrambled and lame yeah just get get away from you a little bit it can get away from you uh i don't think this movie did i think it was uh it made sense which is important um (laughs) and it was fun uh and i think they worked in the introduction of the uh essentially rebooted Spider-Man character. They worked him in really well in an intelligent way. Mm -hmm. They also worked in uh, Black Panther uh, in a really smart, intelligent way, uh, essentially laying uh, all of the groundwork for his origin story uh, and his upcoming movie, which uh, I'm looking forward to. I think Black Panther uh, is a really interesting character. And the the, uh, trailer just dropped not too long ago. Uh, and a lot of people are really excited about that. The cast is bananas for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. So uh, hopefully uh, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. DC's doing a really good job of populating their... their you mean Marvel. Ca- Sorry, yes. Marvel is doing a really great job populating their movies with a tremendous cast. Mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei is probably the youngest Aunt May I've ever seen. Uh, for for uh, Spider-Man. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to see Black Panther. Uh, I'm excited to go back to a Spider-Man movie for the first time in a while. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, also, while Jeff was away, I quickly... Well, I needed to entertain myself uh, in the evenings because... Uh, there's nothing on TV right now either. <laughs> not a whole lot to watch on television. Uh, I entertained myself. I watched Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, while Jeff was away... Uh, Jeff has steered clear of, of these particular movies. Um, I actually, um, uh, I enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey. I, of course, had problems with it. Um, but overall, I thought it was enjoyable. I don't think Jamie Dornan is a particularly convincing alpha billionaire. 
but he's awful pretty to look at. <laughs> and I, I really, I really like Dakota Johnson. I think she's really good. Uh, this second movie, uh, uh, thankfully, kind of gets some of the ugh, silly setup work that we had to get through in the first movie and just sort of continues on with their story uh, and particularly some of the drama involving Christian Gray's family and some of his business stuff and um, the the dark repercussions of having a relationship with a ultra sexy billionaire. <laughs> uh, I still think the sex in this movie is very silly. Um, I don't think it's sexy at all. Um, uh, it's silly. So the the sexy stuff, which is sort of the entire point of the series, um, it I don't think works. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the characters and sort of the continuing drama that is developing in this story. Um, this also, the, speaking of you know good casting, I think this movie uh 50 shades darker has got a really terrific supporting cast there's marisha marisha gay harden okay. yeah marisha gay harden as christian's mom uh she has some really uh great moments uh kim basinger uh is uh has a few key scenes in this movie as well hmm. she's the older woman who sort of turned christian into a kinky bastard uh, we, uh, um, <laughs> we, we also learn, uh, this is the movie where we learn why Christian is, you know, so incredibly fucked up. Uh, you know, he had, he had, a, he had a hard childhood and uh -oh. all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I enjoyed the movie despite some of its, you know, ridiculous points. Uh, that's just me. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. And my mileage says no. <laughs> so I just can't go there. So, so uh, while we're on films, uh, we've decided to do, it's summertime, it's movie time, to do uh, some of our favorite gay films. Kind of a pride, a pride film directory, if you will. Uh, there's so many out there on the web to read, but I, we've picked three of each of our favorite uh, gay films. Mine are, are in no particular order, I don't know about yours. Um, just to kind of throw out there for some, some good watching over the coming weeks. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with Beautiful Thing, uh, which is one of the first uh, truly sweet romantic gay films I think I saw. Um, this is a very sweet uh, English production. It takes place with two teenagers who are going to the equivalent of high school uh, somewhere in working class outside of London. Uh, they end up, uh, one of them is abused uh, by his parents and seeks a refuge at the next door neighbor where his best friend lives and over a really sweet evening where they actually watch part of the sound of music at least uh they kind of discover they have feelings for each other uh they don't quite know what to do with this but they explore it a little bit more uh and in the long run really you know they, they make a go of being boyfriends uh make some peace with it and kind of go for it uh this movie features an amazing soundtrack of classic mama and the papa's songs uh, I loved everything about this movie, and I still revisit it from time to time because it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really classic movie, beautiful thing. Uh, check it out if you can find a copy. It's based on the uh, exceptional play by Jonathan Harvey. 
Yes. Uh, so it's, it's really, really good. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be streaming right now. Uh, I only found it uh, DVD on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. And periodically you may discover it in other sources. Yeah. Um, for real real quickly, my uh, must-see movies. Uh, I try to just narrow all of my choices down to things that were ready, readily available uh, for streaming so that you can watch them. I could have like rattled off... Um, 50 or 100 different gay movies um, that I love and would highly recommend. But a lot of them are actually kind of hard to find nowadays. That's true. My um, other two, I promise, are actually available through streaming <laughs> sources. But I could not skip Beautiful Thing. Uh, so the first movie I want to recommend that is currently streaming on Netflix is Paris is Burning, the classic documentary from 1990 about ball culture in New York City. Um God, if you haven't seen this movie, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Go watch it right now. Um, it was revolutionary back in the day. Um, it still uh, packs a punch. Um, it's sort of the sort of the joys and the sorrows of the uh, different uh, characters and their and their difficult sometimes difficult lives. Uh, and the um, balls that they attend. Um, I don't know. Just check it out. Yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing movie. I remember you showed it to me the, for my first time to see it many years ago now because we've been together for that long. But uh, it was pretty amazing to, to see what that culture is like. Um, yeah, the movie is celebrating its 27th anniversary this year. Um, so check it out. It's really good stuff. Don't want to miss it. Yeah. I go... Uh, into I debated putting this on my list because it's actually a miniseries. Um, but I think it's a brilliant piece of work. Uh, the 2003 HBO adaptation of Angels in America, uh, which is Tony Kushner's uh, multi-award winning play that documents the uh, early years of the AIDS crisis. Um, it's, it's an amazing, epic work uh, that deals, primarily focuses on one man. Uh, illness and the angel that visits him to tell him the great work begins. Uh, you track his relationship with his boyfriend that falls apart because of the of the disease, and you you track him through his multiple ins and outs of the hospital, um, his interaction with the outside world who don't understand what AIDS is and that you can't get it just by touching someone. You meet an amazing nurse who has to take care of all these patients. Uh, I can't say enough that you should watch this with this, you know, just unparalleled cast that includes uh, Meryl Streep and uh, people I didn't write down. And Al Pacino. Al Pacino. And and it's just, it's a mind-blowing work. It might take you a couple sittings to get through it because it does take about 12 hours. Uh, or more. Uh, it is available streaming for Prime members on Amazon right now, and it's also on HBO Go uh, if you subscribe to that service. Um, if you want a shorter version, I'd say of of the of a similar story, I would take you to HBO's adaptation of uh, The Normal Heart because they cover similar things with similar all star casts, 
And that's also good. So that's a bonus recommendation just thrown in there. Okay. Uh, another film I want to quickly recommend that is currently streaming on Netflix, uh, Milk, the 2008 Oscar-winning biopic uh, about the life of Harvey Milk, uh, starring Sean Penn, Oscar winner for this particular movie. Um, written by Dustin Lance Black, it is basically the story of Harvey Milk, the patron saint of the gay rights movement. Uh, Harvey was... a uh, Sort of your normal, average, everyday gay guy who ran a camera store in the Castro uh, and decided um, he wasn't going to let um, Anita Bryant push us around anymore. Uh, So he ran for office uh, uh, several times, as a matter of fact, and often unsuccessfully. He eventually did get onto the San Francisco City Council and... Uh, this particular movie is the dramatization of his uh, life story. You might also want to check out the award-winning documentary, uh, The Times of Harvey Milk, and that was from uh, 84. Cool. Uh, My last movie, uh, we go much lighter this time to a romantic comedy called The Broken Hearts Club, uh, which is currently streaming on Amazon. This is written and directed by Greg Berlanti, who, you know, these days... Runs the CW mostly because he uh, is the executive producer and creator of all the Arrowverse shows uh, that are over there right now. This stars Timothy Oliphant, uh, Dean Cain, Zach Braff, John Mahoney, and and many others in a very cute, uh, very funny film about this group of guys who get together on a gay softball team in West Hollywood. And it's... Mix and match live, you know, loves and loss and uh, sportsmanship and all kinds of of wonderful things here that uh, those of us who read romance would quite enjoy. Um, This movie also contains one of my very favorite scenes out of almost any gay romance or gay film I've ever seen. as the as two guys are are just deciding to become boyfriends, um, they're headed towards West Hollywood, and one stops the other and says, "You know, let's not go that way. I want to see something you like in the other direction, away from West Hollywood and 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 the and the scene that is there." Uh, I really like that, and it's kind of stuck with me uh, over the years since I've seen that. So, highly recommend the Broken Hearts Club. Cool. Okay, the last movie I want to recommend really quickly is Big Eden. From 2000. Love that movie. Um, yeah, it's a love, really, love, love. really, really wonderful movie. Uh, it's about a nice, average, everyday guy who's living in New York City, played by Ari Gross. Um, he gets word that his grandfather, who uh, essentially raised him, uh, has had a heart attack. So he has to go back to his small hometown to take care of him and help him uh, in his recovery. And uh, during his time back home... Uh, he reconnects with his seemingly straight uh, best friend from back in the day, uh, and he realizes that he might have um, romantic feelings for this friend as they reconnect uh, after so many years apart. Uh, meanwhile, the quiet, introverted, nice guy who owns who uh, owns the general store. Uh, uh, is helping take care of the grandfather uh, and this guy uh, who's come back to town. Uh, and he uh, is expressing, or trying to at least, trying to express uh, the feelings that he has uh, for this uh, young man. Um, it's really 
it's a sweet and it's charming. Uh, it's a really wonderful romantic comedy. I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, from 2000, it's called Big Eden. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Awesome. In Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams, Jordan Monroe travels to Mackinac Island for the Somewhere in Time fan celebration weekend. Once there, he becomes attracted to local stable owner Miles Coulter. When Jordan learns the stable's in trouble, he wants to help despite Miles' resistance. As their relationship grows, he dreads the issues that face them. Can they forge a love as timeless as the romance in their favorite film? Find out in Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams. Available from DreamspinnerPress.com, Amazon.com, and other ebook retailers. So I think we've given everybody a lot of a lot of ways they can spend some time this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you weren't already busy enough uh, with the kids and dragging them out to the pool or, or whatever, <laughs> or day camp, or, or taking trips, or well, if you're taking trips, you can certainly do some books while you're traveling, and even sure. download some movies. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> so uh, coming up in episode eighty-nine, uh, very excited for this one. Uh, we've got the first of a two-part interview with New York Times best-selling author Suzanne Brockman who is here along with her husband, Ed Gaffney, and their son, Jason T. Gaffney, talking about the latest in the California comedy series called Fixing Frank. Mm -hmm. We've had the pleasure of reading Fixing Frank. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll review that book in the next episode. Uh, I also really enjoyed talking to these this family. They're wonderful, they're funny, they're creative. I just love this interview to pieces. Yeah, very excited about so, it. Actually yes. getting it on the air. Yeah, I hope you will join us next week. Uh, until then, everyone, please keep reading. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.